Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Hello, my name is Woody. This is Changing the House of Pods, a podcast about Deftones. Today, my friend Miguel Sanchez and I are going to give you a recap of our experiences last weekend at Dia de los Deftones 2022. What an incredible time. So much so that it not only required this impromptu episode, but damn it, I've been singing Cherry Waves for a week straight. Can't get it out of my head. Don't want to. You. Oh, just so good. Uh, obviously, the eye-popping set list prompted a, a lot of oohs and ahs, both from fans in attendance and across the world, as news of what was played made its way online. And we did our best to describe the experience while we enjoyed a, a few cocktails over Zoom. Uh, but before we get to the performances, we're going to talk about the other parts of the festival. The sights, the smells, the atmosphere, the vibe. We're going to try to give you a, a sense of what it felt like to be there. I mean, my wife and I had this elote. Oh my God. And the lowriders. I mean, just so sick. You've seen the videos, or at least I hope you have. Dia de los Deftones just has this special feeling to it. It's unlike any festival I've been to. So uh, we're going to try to give you a sense of that here. And because so much of what makes Dia de los Deftones so special are the people in attendance, that's where we're going to start. Because Miguel and I both ran into a number of amazing people. One of whom uh, gave me, uh, how do I put it, some very exciting news about Deftones. Very exciting, if true. So, uh, listen for that. And, and for me, it was particularly exciting to dap up a few previous podcast guests. Uh, I'll tell you about that. But perhaps most incredibly, Miguel actually shook hands with one of the guys in the band. And damn it, he met Tom DeLong. Okay, so a little preface to that. So this guy randomly comes up to me. I'm holding I'm holding the 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 spots here, right? You went to go see Freddie Gibbs. I'm like, I got mm. the spots here. Turnstile is going to come on, right? Um, and I didn't know how crazy it was going to get. So this random dude comes up to me, man. He's like, yo, what's up, man? Just started shooting the shit. Really, really nice guy. Um, you know, he didn't have to do that. And I was like, oh, cool, man. Yeah, I'm just talking briefly. Um, and I was like, you ever seen Turnstile? He's like, nah, I'm going to see him tonight, but I'm going to see him with Blink-182. I was like, oh, that's cool, man. All right. That, yeah, badass. So, you know, he goes to his group and I'm just standing, just waiting, right? And I keep looking back. I'm, I'm seeing, you know, if, if you and wife here are coming by. So I'm like, Okay, look back. And then I catch this guy. He kind of catches me off guard because he's like solid, a tall, solid guy. And I'm like, who's this dude? And I look up. He's got two girls side by side, really close. So And they're bad. Yeah. They're both bad. Oh, oh yeah. And and I look up, it's wearing a beanie, fucking Tom DeLong. Wild. Bro. I was like, what the fuck? Wild, bro. <laughs> so then my first instinct 
I just had, I literally just had this conversation with this dude. I go right up to him. It's like, he's like two steps away. I'm like, bro, bro. He's like, what's up, man? I'm like, look who's behind me. He didn't even recognize me. He didn't, like, he didn't really see. He's like, who's that? And I'm like, it's Tom DeLong. Dude, his expression just changed automatically. <laughs> right away, he was like, can you take a picture of me with him? And I'm like, listen, man, we got to be low pro. Like, he's just trying to have a good time. Like, let's just be really chill. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know I was going to act. Said, yeah. All right, cool. So Tom's sitting, he's sitting down at this point, two ladies by, side by side. <laughs> and um, this guy goes up to him and he's like, hey, Tom, big fan, you know, like, hey, can I take a picture with you? And Tom's like, as long as you, you know, you come down here. Yeah. This guy's a really big dude. I've never seen a dude squat so quick, <laughs> that big in my life, bro. I was like, oh, shit. So Tom DeLong was like sitting? Was he like, he was like sitting down? He was initially standing, and then when I when I told the dude about it, we went, you know, we walked towards Tom's uh, direction. He, I guess, he was sitting down at that point, so he told him to come down. So I got down on one knee and I was taking a picture, and uh, yeah, man, clean picture. And so Tom looks at me, I guess, expecting, you know, that I wanted a picture, and I was kind of like more of a chill, and I was like, "Hey, man, so uh, I saw you with Blink." at the Hollywood Palladium during the Dude Ranch tour. <laughs> That's so fucking rad. This was high school. And he looked at me, he was like, well, that was a very long time ago. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no shit, right? Like, I always remember that. So enjoy your night. That dude, that, that's dude. so tight. So you just you just got that in, dapped him up. What a pro. What a vet. You mess with the lives <laughs> of your day. That's so fucking tight, dude. Tom DeLong. I wonder if he did. Was, and was that, so that was during the Freddie Gibbs set? During the Freddie Gibbs or a turnstile um, already started because uh, turnstile was right after Freddie Gibbs. Like they was that shit was like clockwork. They must have been running late or something. Yeah, because it was so, like it started. It ended and we could hear from Freddie Gibbs. Like we could hear turnstile starting. So it was like during the beginning of turnstile. It was right before turnstile went on, and um, I look back um, during the first uh, couple of turnstile songs, and he was still there. And then maybe after the third one, he left. Right when we fucking people, got back over there. Right when we showed up. Yeah, exactly. Well, people started hitting him up, too, I noticed. After the initial dude went up, I was like, ah, man. <laughs> You're like, look what I started. This motherfucker's like, I just wanted to see Turnstile before. I just want to see who's open for yeah. I wonder if he'd ever seen Turnstile. That might have been his first time, right? That Take I, him around the world and, and never seen him before? Bro, that is a great thought, right? Like, that was probably his first. I feel like it's possible. Here. It's very yeah. possible. You might have fucked up Tom DeLong's first shot. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I probably fucked up his time with the two ladies. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. I bet, he, nah, I, I bet he recovered. He bounced back. <laughs> he seems like the type of cat to bounce back. When you learn about the aliens before everybody else, you bounce back. <laughs> Dude, I was just shocked at how athletic this dude looked. Like solid. I always he doesn't look like that. Yeah, like that. Like wiry. Like all the small. Like he's thinking like a little ass dude. Like, but he's not. He's not no more. Is this frame, bro? I was like, God damn, he could be like an athlete, football player, wide receiver or something. He went away, came back. He went away for a little bit. He said, "I'm coming back. I'm not gonna let them fuck with me no more. I'm gonna be big ass Tom. I'm gonna be Thomas DeLong. I'm gonna be DeLongest." That's that tar- I can't believe you saw Tom DeLong. It fucking blows my mind, dude. Those That's vocals are going to be like, 
all the things. Their new shit. He sounds. He kind of sounds like that. They got a new song out, and it's uh, he does kind of I'm feeling it. No, it's not like that. But <laughs> yeah, that was one of the most random things I've That was hella random, but certainly not the most random. Actually, I think the most random. While we're on the topic of people was at the very end of the night. Let's fast forward to the end of the night when we're walking out and we were like in the vending area, like, right. We were like right in the, I guess, uh, like inside the stadium or like in that between spot as we're leaving. And How did we, were we waiting for my wife to come out of the can or something? Like what, what were we doing? Yeah. Yeah. We had gone, I think each of us went to the bathroom and then we were waiting um yeah at that point because it was just you and me um and i wanted to test that theory bro i told you <laughs> so, especially after listening to it the, the whole the, the, the cherry waves bro we heard it and i was like it took me back to when i heard it at the avalon in la bro you told me a funny story about um going out of a venue or walking out of a spot and you, you saw these like big heavy ass metal heads singing that like yeah <laughs> so like the palace that was we that went was to the, the palace. palace yeah and uh god i don't know what it is now but that's off of vine right by the Capitol records and uh yeah no that was a great fucking show um and as we were walking out fucking um these big burly motherfuckers <laughs> like you know they're fucking metal heads and stuff right like um like Hispanic guys, really metaleros, I guess you call them or something. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's fucking just like drunk and, you know, singing it. You <laughs> said, uh, I was like, man, Chino got these metal heads swooning right now. Right, man, right. That's dope. <laughs> that's super dope, man. Yeah. Everybody feels that shit. I saw these dudes next to us. And they didn't. I'm not. I'm not trying to be like stereotype or anything. But they looked. Uh, they looked tough. They looked like some they, tough cats. They were super cool too. Um, but like, I, I put it to the test. I was like, "You, bro, you." The dog me, ears on them motherfuckers were like, Whoop. "What did that dude say?" Jerry Waves dog. And then he sang it back to me. He did. He sang it right back. He sang it right back. You. That shit was. Man, that shit is science now. Mark it down as fact. That shit is that is the realest shit ever. Motherfuckers cannot deny the you. Dude, Dude I don't care how tough you are. I know you both of it. And then his homie came in too, like like almost like uh in harmony. And he was like, you got him like a little higher. So they were doing that shit together. And then like we're then you started chopping it up with him or whatever. Bro, and converse conversation led to like this most random thing too what he's an alternate juror he was like i gotta get back to jury duty or some shit now yeah, right, yeah. right is that how he hit it that was so weird yeah. it was like what yeah i guess we were just talking about you know what he do where he from he's like yeah i'm i'm doing i'm doing jury duty right now and get you'll never believe it and at that point he caught my attention i was like what do you mean what what case are you on He's like, I'm on the Weinstein case. <laughs> Bro, that shit was weird. We're like, what? And then I th- I feel like other people who are in earshot also caught their attention. They're looking over their shoulders. <laughs> I'm like, that shit's still going on? Like, <laughs> and um, 
Yeah, he had some uh, he had some stuff to share about that. He had some little <laughs> tidbits. He was like, that motherfucker got some good lawyers. <laughs> or some shit like that. The way he made it sound was like, it did not sound, it sounded good for Harvey Weinstein, which was very disappointing. Like, it, yeah. it was unsettling. It was unsettling. But more than unsettling, it was just fucking weird and wild. It was just weird yeah. that this, the whole evolution from Cherry Waves to Weinstein was like, what? Uh, what? How? What? He's like crazy. You know, one thing I kept thinking about was, why did they keep coming back? Why did they keep coming back? Right. Like, yeah, the fucking justicism, bro. Just, just. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, Man. that was that was cool. Cool kid too. He was super tight. He was super tight. First time seeing Deftones. He said. he said that was his first time, huh? Yeah. Man, that he's never gonna see a show like that ever again. Oh. We're gonna get yeah. to the we're gonna get to the show though. We're gonna get to the show a little bit later, uh, because there was still a ton of people that we ran it. I mean, as you would expect, you know what I mean. Like as <clears throat> as this podcast is going on, I've I've met some different folks, um, uh, and namely uh, some of the guests. Um, can I, did I tell you that I ran into Danielle Parsons? Actually, she was running. Um, I think it was during uh, what it was Audrey Nuna's set. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was, by the way, phenomenal. Like she was so yeah. good. But like Danielle, all of a sudden I like look over to my right and I see Danielle like like ducking down, like like bobbing and weaving mm-hmm. through the crowd. And so I sort of ducked down below and I like tapped her on the elbow as she was like skirting yeah, high. Right. <laughs> right. And and she was like, oh, it gave me like a quick hug. It was super cool. She was like, I gotta go. Cause she was working. Did yeah. you know that she was yeah. working? She yeah, so she got hired to work. Like, okay, bro, listen to this. Frank Delgado handpicked Danielle to shoot Dia. Had to review, like, he went out, he like, so he had Clemente reach out to her. She's like texting. I think she texted me the day that she got, because, you know, she knows, obviously, I love her. So she was like, I got to tell somebody who else is, who's going to feel this. And she was like, you're never going to believe this. It was like dream come true for her. Dream come true. She had so many cool. I'm sure you saw some of the pics throughout the day. Like, and she said everybody in the camp, she talked to Abe. He was hella cool. She met everybody in the band, but she, you know, she said, um, and I, I only spent like two minutes with it. Like not even two minutes, like two seconds, like saying hi, because she was on her way to shoot. So everything that I learned from her was via text, like after the fact. And, so, dude, I so- just, so proud like just I, I don't know why like i don't i don't I, I i can't be like accredited for i'm not i don't take any ownership of her success but like i'm just so it was just so dope like it was just so dope to see and i'm i'm hella geeked to see like her photos because i haven't seen any of them yet i haven't seen any oh, yeah. of her shots yet only her little you know behind the scenes instagram nothing official that she's done for the show yet so i know that's so, hard during cold god um, I was there, I think it was before I uh, met up with you. Um, I saw her pass by a couple oh, of times. Oh, you did? So I, I recognized her because, you know, I've seen um, her Instagram, her photos and stuff, and obviously listen to that episode. And, you know, and I don't know what it was with me, but like, you know, knowing you, like, I, I feel like it's like, oh, she's like, I'm assuming she knew me, but she has no clue who I am, right? <laughs> so I'm just like, I see her. And I think we we caught we made eye contact and I smiled because I was just like, well, hey, I should have probably been like, hey, Daniel, but you know, just simple smile and stuff. And <laughs> you just look like 
Who are you? I'm like, what the hell? Doesn't know me, right? Like, I was like, oh shit. But uh, yeah, super cool. I mean, that's that's what I'm really stoked for her too. Shit, man. I'm, I told her now. Now that that dreams come true, she got to get that. She got to get that photo shoot. She got to get the the Ooh. promo the promo stuff. Yeah. Um, another podcast guest that uh, I ran into there was Andrew Solis. Uh, super cool ass dude, and I wish I could have chopped it up uh, with him more in person. Um, hopefully, we'll get another opportunity. But that was just dumb exciting, like to see Andrew there. See anybody there would have been hella cool, but. Um, on the topic of podcast guests, another person that I saw there, as you know, was Sean Lopez. Ooh. I bumped into Sean, um, I think, at the end of Turnstile. And he probably, too, was pissed off at me because I was talking through Turnstile. <laughs> I was, like, interrupting him <laughs> while he was like... For the record, Sean, I'm sorry. I don't have a mic. I swear I'm going to watch my asses. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> the echo, the reverb in your house. He's probably going, this motherfucker sounds like oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but he was uh he was just so chill just such a cool awesome. person to uh to chat chat with for just a cool minute like thanks bro by the way i just i mentioned to him that i did that um just dropped the episode with jeff from will haven oh, yeah. had some incredible things to say so hopefully sean gets to check that episode and of course i told him i was like vivian's my song of the year bro that shit uh, that shit hits so i'm i yeah. Granted, I haven't heard the rest of the album yet. I guess in another month we'll hear we'll hear the other songs they haven't dropped. But man, yeah. they're man. hella teasing, man, for sure. Like, like just drop it already. All right, <laughs> but like Jeff from Wilhaven was saying too, like one at a time makes sense too. Like we put a lot of work into this one motherfucking song. Soak that shit up, eat it for a while, chew on it. You know what I mean, and then come back for the next one in a little bit. So I can appreciate the the method of release, but I'm sure. I'm just excited there's going to be a release more than anything. And Sean was. Chill. I didn't ask him for a pick either. I thought about it for a second, but I was like, I'm gonna be cool. You know who I wasn't cool with? OG DJ Crook. Man, I was way too late oh, when I saw Crook. Dude. It was at the it was at the end of Freddie Gibbs, and I spotted him. I was so drunk and I was having a blast. I loved Freddie Gibbs, like second favorite set of the day. And then I saw Crook, and I was like, oh shit. I told my wife, I was like, I gotta be, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. <laughs> so then I popped like behind some folks and like around the crowd to go look for him where he was standing like along the fence on that uh you know on the street stage or whatever and i looked and he was gone and i was like shit so i went back to my wife and i was like i missed him and then i looked up over where he was and i was like i didn't miss him i just didn't see him his, his ass was still standing <laughs> in the same spot that's how drunk i was when i approached og crook man I know he didn't hear for a fact. Like, he didn't hear one thing. I was like, yo, G, what's up, man? I love I love you, dog. I love Team Sleep, man. Can I get a pick? I'm sure. I'm sure that's uh, how. I was like, please be on the podcast, homie. Crook, if you ever catch the podcast, I doubt he'll ever catch the podcast. If anybody knows Crook and catch the <laughs> podcast, tell him I apologize for being an ass. <laughs> Dude, um, Todd Wilkinson was roaming around there, too. I saw, I, Todd, I saw Todd on the pick, yeah. Dude, if I would have ran into Todd, Probably would have been the same. Yeah. Those demos, dog. The demos. Dude. I, yeah, that, that probably would have been the conversation, too. Hey, bro, them team sleep demos are fire. Oh, they still are. <laughs> We'll drop those. Do an official re-release. Um, so that was over at that, uh, where I saw Crook was at that side stage. Okay. Um, uh, you had 
maybe a more interesting uh not maybe not more interesting is the right word but man you saw Steph over there dog bro you ran into Steph Joe so so uh shout out to Andy Astral Parallax yeah what up um, Andy we've been chatting with that dude forever I love Andy man Andy's yeah. the shit it's great he's got some great memes too so it's it's good to be his friend Andy <laughs> what's up dude Andy's the shit we um we we hung out um at the show he uh we met up and uh, we're just walking around we were uh, so we were checking out provoker i think this was yeah this might have been before um i met up with you um but um i think it was provoker. like it must have been like right before no no because we saw you at cold god oh we came um, at the end of cold god that's right you were uh merch or, or the exchanging the sides right or something. oh that was when we went to go when we went to go fail at exchanging my wife's <laughs> sweatshirt shit Oh man, um, for five. Oh. So, so, um, yeah, we're just standing. We got a pretty good angle of uh, Christian Chino's son, you know, just playing like electric drums and stuff. It's cool. They, they do, they, Provoker is my vibe. Bro. Like the oh, goth yeah. They're right in your wheelhouse. Right in your oh, wheelhouse. Oof. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I love, I, I dig this. Um, so, you know, we're just standing there hanging out. And then some dude in a gray hoodie walking by and he stops because he notices uh andy's uh hoodie the strong um, oh yeah he had the Steph's halloween gonna... strong hoodie on yeah that's his thing right and uh staff stopped right in his tracks dude he looked at um at andy kind of pointed and he was like nodding his head and i didn't say anything but like he offered to shake his hand and stuff and i was just standing there like i knew it like right away i was like it's fucking staff nobody knew like nobody around us nothing it was just me and andy that just caught it right away and i was like standing there and then steph looks at me and he's like he offered to shake my hand and i was like and i shook it and i guess i grabbed like the lighter that was in his head and he kind of like pulled back and i'm like oh my god dude like i'm gonna try to like take your lighter <laughs> <laughs> and then he shook my hand again and um i was just like the whole time all i said was Thank you. Thank you. Like I was just in awe. I just had so I unexpected. That. I love that. I love that. Yeah, God, bro. that's fucking cool. Damn. Stop. I was really so hopeful to like see Chino like watching Provoker. You know what I mean? But yeah. for you to like catch Steph checking him is like that's just the dopest shit, man. Wow. That's just man. the dopest shit. That was great. Uh, yeah. And you and Andy saw Juan too, right? Yeah. So like before that. Um, Andy had told me, he's like, yeah, I just ran into Juan or something. And I was like, oh, cool, man. Like, fucking Juan's always cool. Um, and then we ran into him when I was hanging out with Andy. We came up again. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, hey, Juan, what's up? And he's like, hey, man, what's up? Like, dude, always. Always. Never a fucking time where, like, he just, you know, shrugs people off. He's always taking the time to say, what's up? How you doing? Sweetest dude. And I was like, hey, man, like, can we take a picture? And he's like, well, yeah, if you want a picture, let's take a picture. <laughs> it's like, cool. So, and dude, he had this dope-ass fucking wrestling shirt of uh, wrestlers at uh, Sami Zayn. It's, um, what is it? Honorary Ooze. I was like, so he's like, not only a wrestling fan, but he's up to date with the wrestling because it's a new shirt. I was like, okay, this like, dude this is, is my dope. Guy. He's dope as <laughs> fuck. 
Yeah, so we, we took a pig. I, was, I love Juan, man. He's great. Oh, yeah, and then fucking ran into him again when my sister, and shout out to my sister and my brother-in-law, because they, you know, they gave me a ride there. And fucking Dude, were, we need to, and we should mention your sister. I got to meet your sister. That was tight. Yeah. Shout out to your sister. That was super fun. So the cool thing is we ran into, because I've, I've talked to Juan years past with my sister, because we used to go to the shows and stuff. And like I told that that Choni story, right? That like, yeah, oh, yeah, hey, yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> so like the funny, funny thing is like, yeah, he said hi to my sister and stuff. I'm like, hey Juan, this is the the sister that wanted Choni, uh, Chino's Chonis, remember? Dude, did not. Like, laughing. <laughs> my sister's like, really, dude? <laughs> You're like, she's like, twenty years later, motherfucker. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you still don't want those, trust me. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was great. That's so cool. God, yeah, that rules. Oh my god. Um finally uh I had a uh, an encounter, a brief encounter with uh, uh somebody who listens to the podcast who's who's close to the band without naming any names or getting too into detail. Um that person divulged some information to me that I've shared with you that I want to share on this podcast just because I think it's pretty dope. And uh, everybody's been talking about, um, well, it's 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 been made public that they're working on new music. Uh, the Deftones are working on new music. But my understanding from this uh, new source of information, this is this is breaking news, unless some, unless it comes out before the podcast comes out. Um, uh, word is Deftones are going to head back into the studio like ASAP. So my thinking is they're going to Australia in December, right? They've got the run in, in December. I think January, bro. I think January they're hitting the studio. Bro, January they hit the recording studio. In May, during Sick New World, we hear a new track. They did that during Taste of Chaos, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Vesnik, shout out to Vesnik. We was just, he dropped something on, uh, on, on YouTube or Facebook today. He posted that... Uh, video because they were performing like rapture like a, a whole year before or something oh, right yeah. i can't wait to get into that set list by the way <laughs> i know i know i know i'm very excited but before we get into the set list yes i want to talk uh, a little bit about just the 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 space the environment the the festival itself because you had never been uh to dia and i've been to the two which were a little bit different um, in the stage placement, uh, but otherwise pretty comparable in terms of the presentation and, and what I would imagine other shows are like, like El, El, I think Elton John is playing Petco Park tonight, but that's probably pretty wild. Like, but also dude, I would imagine very similar. I got that story about that dude I met in the, in the bathroom several places. Uh, he worked for Elton John and they were setting up the stage during Dia. No way. In the stadium. And this guy was from Minneapolis, or he was from Minnesota. That's right. And I was like, my homies from there. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. Blaine, uh, Blaine, Minnesota. He's from Blaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's, um, I'm not going to say ritzy, but it's, it's a more affluent suburb uh, (laughs) of the, um, but uh, that's right. I remember too, like days before, uh, um, Dia, like I think they somebody posted a picture um from like of the stage being built inside the ballpark. Mm-hmm. What a trip. Yeah. And then they like move it out or something. 
wild. That's wild to think about, just logistically. But at any rate, um, for you, talk about your experience, like walking in the gate, seeing that giant, like, what do you even call that archway? That 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 giant deal with the with the with the skulls and the carnation, like. Like, just, talk uh, about your experience like walking into the to to Dia de los Deftones. Well, dude, like um, first off, like well, there's two different lines, right? VIP general mission, and obviously we, we came in as general mission, and we noticed that the VIP had the uh the mariachi. And we're like, damn it, man. <laughs> we pulled oh, nobody else got to see the mariachi, it was just the well, VIP. I, actually, that changed um once they started letting in uh GA. Then the mariachi showed up. I was like, oh, hell yeah. They, they catered to the public people. <laughs> for us, but, too. Uh, so, like, we're coming in, and there's a mariachi playing. And, you know, this big arch banner, like you said, the other those tones. Like, I automatically, like, I fell into it. I was like, oh, man, this is going to be good. Dude, we were talking to people in line. I mean, this is, like, once again, and I find this to be, oh, this has kind of always been the case. We're all cool, man. Like, yeah. once we start talking, we share a love, right? And, like, we're talking to people online. There's people coming from Phoenix or people coming from Colorado. It's just like, bro, this is great, man. And so we're walking in to a mariachi under the banner. There's this great floral presentation where me and my sister took a picture and like, I don't know what it was, because usually I don't do, I haven't done stuff like this in a while, but I was like, I want to get my face painted. <laughs> I was like, I want to, I want to go all in. Like I'm in it. Sorry, it feels great. I got half my face painted. Um, and But like, dude, just great fucking energy. Like I said, I had that one dude come up to me that, you know, I ended up connecting him with Tom and like fucking so many other connections, man, like. It was just good. The, the ofrenda, like the, the place yeah. of tribute and stuff like that was deep. That was really nice to see just people kind of, you know, let out some emotions, but also just, you know, see like a few pictures that I recognize. It was um, uh, someone posted, uh, put a Dimebag Daryl picture up there. I was oh, like, that's dope. That's yeah. Dope. I saw I Risa think, posted uh, their dog. The pup. Yeah. So that was so really sweet. So yeah. sweet. But like, man, just. And, you know, I guess you, you think of, I'm no expert on like Dia de los Muertos, but like you think of a holiday like that, that's supposed to bring, you know, like family together. And ultimately, dude, like, I don't mean to sound cheesy, but like we as fans, man, we're kind of family. And you, and that, that was a good example of it that day, man. It, it felt great, dude. There awesome. is a vibe about like that is sort of the vibe in the air. It's almost like a family reunion in a sense. Like, it really does feel like I was trying to I, I don't know who I was, who I told it to, but I was like, like Woodstock 69 would be envious. Like, it's that sort of peace, love and togetherness. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't mean to be all like uh, granola or whatever, but it is a very kumbaya sort of vibe, even though, you know, we're listening to metal and everything <laughs> else, gangster rap and all of that shit. But it's like a fraternity. It's like a it really is like a like a family type vibe between people like there's i don't know it's un it's unlike other concert going experiences that i've had it's really Bro, unique this dude andy man he was like every other person hey yo what's up man yo what's up I was like yeah, yeah man right and yeah. it's probably people from like instagram or something you know for but sure like, that's 
dope as fuck. I know. Right? I know. Like, There's a handful, like a actually more than a handful, couples of handfuls of people that I was hoping I would have got to catch uh while while out there that I've connected with from Instagram. Um, hopefully people that'll be uh on the podcast this season so we could talk about their experience uh, or this next season. Um but yeah, that's that's the thing. But also too, um some things I would love to note um for for people who weren't able to attend. So you walk through um i guess like what do they, what do they call that part of the ballpark like like just outside the gate or like inside the yeah. and then sort of like it's like through the stadium but it's not in the stadium it's like yeah. in the, the concession area or whatever right but then you you walk into like the open part of the park outside the the park outside the so ballpark right i can i can speak to this just cuz like i've been there before but i never been to that part of the stadium like in right. stadiums in general, man, they're like, you know, depending on how new they are, like they, they're all different setups. But this stadium right here, and I'm speaking as a Dodger fan, first off, like, fuck the Padres. But like, <laughs> but like they have a beautiful stadium. And the way it's set up, they have like literally a park behind the stadium that I think is connected to the center field section where you can just chill and hang out um and that's a grassy part too so you know you catch a home run further or something but um it's a and not only that but you have all these walkways and then you're like connected to like like what like buildings or like Like the city like downtown yeah you're like all of a sudden you're like it's it's very it's a metropolitan park it's like a park in the middle of their downtown it's yeah, it's unlike any park that I've experienced. There's, no, there's nothing we don't have anything like that, similar to that here at least. Uh, it's so unique. But then they really, I don't, I don't want to say like they went over the top with the decorations and whatnot, but they found a way to to decorate and like with all the the banners and more archways and then the carpets that they rolled out, like the carnation carpet, the black carpets, all those little touches just set it to a whole like different level this year was it not was it not like that the previous year no, no carpets none of none of the the um like the, some of those things like the um the banners and the uh like the traditional like dia de muertos banners and stuff that they have up there like yeah. those were in the vip area uh mm-hmm. in 2019 but i didn't see anything like that in the rest of the park um, and then they moved the second stage back to where it was the first year, which I thought was a major, um, uh, it was, it was a, it was a smart move. Cause when it was where it was before it was closer to like where we were standing during the show, like during Deftones, but like further back, it was weird. It just didn't, it didn't, it wasn't as good. It wasn't as Sounds close, too close. Almost. It was a little, it was a little close. Oh, crazy. My only and I, and I and I want to put this out this just to just to show some level of objectivity. My only complaint is motherfuckers had to wait a long ass time for merch. Had to wait a long. I heard I, I heard some people saying they were waiting an hour plus to get a goddamn t-shirt, and that's just whack. That's just whack. So I, I hope somebody at Live Nation can figure out like a way. So you scan a, a digital ticket, you get a, you scan a barcode or whatever just to get in the door. When you scan that shit, it should be like, all right, green light. Now you can buy merch on an app. 
and then we'll give you a little buzz when your shit is ready. Don't make me stand in that shit and miss all of the. It's like, come on, how many how many yeah. t-shirts have we sold over Yo, the years? Uh, we can figure out a better way to sell some goddamn t-shirts. Live Nation, give my boy a call, man. Come He's on, man. Come shit. on, man. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Man. I mean, and add a weed vendor. Was- and add a weed vendor. It's California, goddammit. Sell some weed at the shop. Uh, and if it wasn't for your uh, your your hindsight or your 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 hack, dude, you would have been waiting there for an hour too. Well, we walked up and then we like looked over and it was like that third line has nobody in that motherfucker. <laughs> we slid over there. We didn't wait ten minutes. Yeah. If we waited great. ten minutes, it was for me to order all of the shit that I bought because I bought way like, too much shit. Uh, but like oh. that line. We went back for that line to exchange the shirt and, and the dude, there was a security standing at the end of it. It was like, nah, you can't, you got to go get in the other line. So yeah. we definitely, we definitely like, jeez, we rigged like... the system or we did something, but yeah. Dude, we moved so quick that I didn't give my wife too much time to choose what shirt she wanted. I sent her a text. So she gets this long sleeve shirt and I got my cream shirt with like the pink and the, and the blue. Yeah. And I knew, go. I knew as soon as she saw the shirt, she's like, I like your shirt better. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. <laughs> That's not your shirt anymore, is it? Yeah, I'm afraid that blue one is not going to be mine anymore either. That's all right. That's, it's all good. I didn't like the blue one as much anyway. It's good stuff, though. It's good merch, man. Solid merch. Super excited. I missed the, so I don't know if you saw it, but Cold God had a mystery uh, item for 60 bucks. No. And it and, uh, turns out it was a Kanye t-shirt that it had like current day present day crazy looking kanye on the front like it was a black shirt with like a white print of kanye and then on the back it said um it was like end white shoegaze or something i'm gonna look it up real fast i bet i can find that shit in no time um that shit had me dying i so i sort of wish that was like the miss abolish white shoegaze that's what it was cold out on the front you see this shit Oh shit, that's fucking hilarious. That's, <laughs> fucking face. Though. That was the mystery t-shirt. Can you imagine if you would have bought um, the mystery item and you would have got that? I would have been so excited. I mean, that's that's pretty sick mystery shirt. Crazy, but excited. Okay. Um, before we get into the the show, the performances, would you like to take a brief beverage refill hiatus? Yes, please. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Get an inside look at Hollywood with Michael Rosenbaum. Let's get inside of my buddy, Kumal Nanjiani. When you talk about Eternals and it wasn't the response that you were hoping, how did that affect you? Marvel thought that we'd be going on a wave of raves, you know, and it wasn't true. The reviews were really bad. And you were aware of it while you were on tour? Yeah, I was too aware of it. And so very intentionally, I did start counseling. Emily says that I do have trauma from it. Inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum, wherever you listen. Mescal. Cheers. Mescal and a Henny. Cheers to you, my friend. 
I wonder if. <sighs> nope, nope, still the best. Okay, um, let's talk about the music. Uh, Cold God, were you familiar with Cold God prior to seeing them? No, but I kept kept seeing people post. I did joe post about cold god and he did joe's, like, oh, joe's yeah shout to joe joe's had uh cold god on his pod oh shit okay. yeah and uh interesting thing i saw a dude post if you haven't checked the cold god album uh that dropped this year it's it's really good if you i mean shoegaze fans should find it very tasty Love me some um but obviously for a better conversation about cold god check fucking musically meditated um but that's how i found out about cold god was was through joe um didn't really check him too hard until i found out obviously that he was going to be at dia but then i started really looking and, and and um learned that his very first show like cold god the band's very first show was a year to the day prior to dia wow damn how crazy is that bro they're they're young too right they're kids all those motherfuckers are kids to all yeah. <laughs> Fantagram, Freddie Gibbs, not a child, like but everybody else turnstile, they're all kids. Like all the motherfuckers are kids, dude. It's I feel all this Joker, obviously, yeah, they're kids. Obviously kids. Yeah, man. Um, but I, I like Cold God a lot. I like the album a lot. You know, washed guitars. I'm kind of a sucker for big sounding washed guitars and like five guitars. Yeah, like, they really had like five motherfuckers. How do you even I don't know? But I like it. I was into yeah. it. It's a good time. Um, and then uh, right after that, was, Provoker was immediately after them on the same stage. Well, not immediately, but that they were the next band up, right? Or was it? Because there was only one set that I missed, and that was the Destroy Boys. I did not catch them, although they were on the main stage, I believe. They were hella political, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, more along the police thing, which, which is fine, right? Like, but um, yeah, they got into it really. You know, they were very blunt about their their stance on it. And it's cool, man. About being anti-police. Oh hell yeah! That's what's up. This song's about the fucking like pigs. <laughs> Dude, I wonder if they checked Freddie Gibbs because his whole like his crowd chant was. Let me hear you say "fuck police." <laughs> that was how, he, <laughs> which he'd done before. I'd say actually, Freddie Gibbs was one of the last. I so I went to Dia 2019, and then like a couple of weeks after that, I saw Gate Creeper, and then like the same week, Freddie Gibbs, and those were the last shows that I saw before the lockdown. Sure. Um. So yeah, I, I had seen Freddie Gibbs before. Was excited to see him again. Love the new album. And was certainly stoked to shout "fuck police" at the top of the <laughs> Um That's tight, though. I wonder if Destroy Boys check Freddie Gibbs because that's I, I, I'm I'm sad I I missed them. Um, so we and we talked a little bit about Provoker. They were great. I mean, they were just good. That album's good. Their music, like I don't I don't know what else I could say, but they were they were tight. They they deserve uh, have the opportunities that that they get beyond you know whatever. You know, nepotism might <laughs> offer them. You know what I'm saying? I no, I really like them, man. I really like their sound. I mean, I've always liked that type of sound. So yeah, I mean, they're great. A really good vibe too. For sure. Um, you skipped Freddie Gibbs to hang out in Campus Spot for Turnstile, who you had literally seen the night before. <laughs> before sure. we talk about Turnstile at Dia, 
Um, well, anymore, because obviously you ran into Tom DeLong. But we talk about seeing them. Um, where where did you see them? At the shrine or was it where the... It was, was at it, the it was, shrine. So um, I've been eyeing these tickets for, for a bit now. And I was like, I really want to take my son because my son's really in an emo screamo stage. But I think he really, he can appreciate all types of music. But I think the hardcore scene is like where... I kind of want to like yeah, push, just push him just a little, little nudge, a little nudgy little nudge. nudge. But he's he's into it. I played I played the record for him, and he's just like, yeah, this is I like it. But um, dude, so they got what one of them got sick on Sunday, and they said um, they had to cancel a couple shows, but that they would come back Wednesday, the day of of, of the show yeah, here. The LA, yeah. So that's when I bought the tickets. I bought them right there. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, let me oh, get them now, right? But then they last minute the day before they rescheduled Wednesday to Friday, and I was like, ah, fuck, that like threw things off. Um, yeah, so didn't end up taking my son. Um, had a homie who came through last minute. Actually, his name's uh, Robert too. He's L.A. Robert. Tight. <laughs> that's what's up. And, Shout uh, to L.A. Rob. Shout to L.A. Yeah. Rob. Cool. I mean, that, that dude's always down. The funny thing, I text him, I'll, hey, man, I got an extra ticket to show you want to go. He's like, yeah, great. And then, um, like, hours later, he's like, hey, man, cool, man, I'm down. Oh, by the way, who's playing? <laughs> he had already said yes. He's like, who's playing? <laughs> yeah, that's how, he, that's how he rolls. Um, so, you know, going into, so, dude, I had to close that night, too. So, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make the set. Like, took an Uber from Century City to pretty much where USC's at. Um, that's where the shrine is. And um, dude, I got there 9.30, maybe like four minutes later, they started playing. I was like, oh shit, the timing, right? Perfect. And my homie's asking me, he's like, hey man, so what do these guys sound like? What, you know, what, what's their sound? I was like, so, and this is what I get from them. And this is why I think I'm, I'm really just kind of obsessing over them. I love at the drive-in and I hear a lot about the drive-in in them. Interesting. Um, vocals, especially of the dynamic, right? Oh yeah. Because and they, they got kind of that, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's that like shake. Is that? Yeah. It's almost that offbeat. So what is that? Samba beat. Um, shout out to Tony Hajar, uh, Hajir. From the drummer from Matt the Drive. I love that dude. He's a nice dude. Um, so I was like, they so they sound like at the drive-in. They've got some faith no more, I feel. I feel like they've got a faith no more sound. Um, and um, you know, it's punk, it's it's hardcore. And um, and I kind of left it at that. And like a couple of minutes later, I'm like, oh wait, by the way, yeah, and you can dance to this too. <laughs> like really? that's, that's that's turned style. What a great, that's super on point, uh, like description, but also one of a kind. I don't think I've ever heard them bust it down like that. That's that's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty rad. And you were Man. committed to going, you went the night before you were going, you saw them back to back. That's hard, but that show at the shrine, though, that was different. Oh, so I mean, the shrine, if anyone, if for someone that's never been there, it's like a, a slightly oversized gym. <laughs> like school gym basically and um so it's a great venue to see i mean we were able to stand all the way in the back i'm not a dude i've seen their videos 
I'm not fucking with that pit, bro. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Huge. And you know, whatever. I, like, I appreciate my space. So we stood <laughs> in the back and we still had a really good view of the band um, with arms distance with everyone, which was really great. Wow. Um, and dude, it was, I mean, obviously you go to someone's show, that's their proper show that they're headlining. You're going to get like fans. The energy is just fucking great dude and everyone was just pumping out like vocals and lyrics and stuff and um one of the main highlights and i posted this the fucking sax solo on alien call oh my god so good so good like it like it belongs it belongs it should be in the song tobias moody man that's the dude oh my god like it was it's so seamless, man. I just, it gave me the fucking chills. And I love that song. And when I heard it come on, I was like, oh, shit, they're playing the song. And, and this dude bust out the sack. I was like, God damn. You could tell, like, it, obviously they're having a moment and their moment has been going on. And it's going to continue because they're going to continue on the road with Blink for the next year. That's but such like, great exposure for them. Now. So huge. And it's really cool to see the... Um, other musicians that are excited about them like sarah from fantagram was geeked like oh we didn't even we haven't talked about fantagram yeah but they she was like recording their shit the whole time because they were right before turnstile or no fantagram was before turnstile it was it's okay so it was gibbs and then fantagram and then i should probably have prepared this but you know what the fuck yeah you could see like she was filming that whole shit and then the night before at your show at the show at the shrine like mad celebs were and musicians like um i saw a picture of scott ian and uh nick hexham like with with trent with turnstile like in like yeah like i think scott ian took his kid and and nick hexham is in the photo and it's like i don't know amber is his energy it was dope though just like you know and you know there was bad people there the same idea like i know vows was there like i know other bands were there other people that we didn't see but like to see the ones that are getting excited about the young up-and-coming band like that's tight it was just exciting it's exciting to see they're really good dude and i keep telling people like anytime i get a chance to talk about them they're special man they just have something and like i really enjoy it yeah, I saw them um, a couple of weeks ago here in yeah. Minneapolis. It was, I don't know, probably three weeks ago now. Um, and it was not as, I don't think, as unique as uh, the show that you saw in L.A., but still that energy about the crowd. I thought there were going to be more chicks. Um, surprise, surprisingly, there were not at the... <laughs> but there were a bunch of older folks, which was like, okay, that to me... Yeah, so... Respect. <laughs> from where we were like there was a bunch of older people in the seats that were like right in front of us and and i was like shit it's like all their parents came to the show or some shit like it was like a like a whole section and i was like okay so this band is having like a transcendent like they're not just touching the generation that is in front of them like they're they're starting to really branch out it's 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 cool it's really cool to see a band that's like, especially a rock band, hardcore band. It's just, it's rad. And then they're opening for fucking, they're not opening, but they're fucking right under the bill, right under Deftones on their fucking, fe- like, what? Yeah, Crazy, dude. Oh, cool. So good. So um, 
yeah truly it's and man hopefully it keeps going hopefully it keeps going for other hardcore bands too um we didn't really talk about fantagram what did you think about fantagram i thought they were really good man um i forget how many songs they have right how many like hit songs i was like oh yeah that's right that's them oh yeah that's right that's them like shit like they were great they they put on a really good show and um i got i was telling you i think um i got a lot of um post um not post but like later depeche mode years type of sound from them which yes. I, I love later like you're talking like ultra and stuff where they're it's really guitar heavy but still electronic and stuff it's like ah okay i see you guys and and you mentioned the conversation the possible conversations right between them and and chino right for uh, sure uh, for sure you know they did. And speaking of De- Depeche Mode, I think Chino was wearing a Depeche Mode t-shirt uh, during the performance. I-, I haven't gotten to watch as we start to segue into this. I- we're- we're- let's go through a song by song, but just a couple of notes before we uh, start. Um, I'm pretty sure Chino is wearing a Depeche Mode t-shirt. And then your sister pointed out that that Carnation is, I mean, if that shit is not the Violator, car- <laughs> like, come on. And I'm so glad that she spotted that because that shit was like, <laughs> Oh, they just made it blue. <laughs> yeah, straight up. I didn't and I didn't catch it right away with Boo when she mentioned it. I'm like, oh yeah. It was like obviously. <laughs> it's you know, I feel like um, you know, we talked about Joe earlier. Joe said something once, uh, it was like, there is no Chino without Morrissey. But I think that is obviously equally true about Depeche Mode. Like, Whoa. damn, they'd be taking all the fucking DM stuff, bro. <laughs> all of that shit and then repurposing it in a way that totally works for them you know what i mean it's crazy yeah, well, to me like you talk morrissey and it's he's part of that trinity the the trinity of morrissey depeche mode and the cure mm-hmm. and i think like that those three bands alone have inspired so many people and i know for damn sure Chino knows if you talk about like a postponed new wave like Trinity, like you'll need these three bands right off the bat. And they there's no Chino without those three bands, I think. Yeah. That's I mean, spot on. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. Okay, let's get into it. Let's talk about this. Uh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so um, from, from, my, from my memory, uh, that boom pop hit and i think when we had the conversation in may um i was like bro i never get tired of my own summer like like i like some reason when i hear that shit live i'm just like fucking jacked like i'm just it just does that thing for me but i'm not gonna lie when they opened with my own summer i was like huh (laughs) i was i was i was like oh word I didn't know. I didn't know. I just didn't know. I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I I fully expected it to be Genesis. I mean, we had done that. Um, you set up the the set list bet with with Andy and with your sister, and 
and like Genesis, I'm pretty sure Genesis was my first song. Like I, I just, I, I just expected. We should have known. I feel like now in hindsight, from that moment that the shit was gonna hit the fan, but I didn't. I was just like, huh? It was still hard. It was still great. What, what, what were, what was it the same for you? Were you experiencing that same thing? Were you like, bro? I don't. The funny thing is, we didn't talk about this. But like literally, that was my thought. Like I was like, "Oh, so we're gonna keep it like we're gonna keep it safe, right?" Like yes, um, almost me, yes, yes. For me, I was like, "Oh, so be quiet and drives coming up next." <laughs> right? right, right. I was like, well, even in my set list with the little fake set list for the bed, I was yeah. like, "That's Bing Bang. That's how it goes." Is that Same one or this one? I can't tell you. I, I bet you, if you look at the stats, those songs have been played back to back like as many times as they've been played i would imagine you know what i'm yeah, saying for sure that's no, so I, crazy. I felt, felt that's the so same crazy. way man that's funny we didn't even talk about that yeah that's so crazy but then dude <laughs> that drum roll that the fucking drum intro <laughs> i remember looking back at you and we had the same facial expression we we're like oh. it was just jaw open i was like oh. i felt like i've been punched in the gut honestly like my like my breath had been stolen i was like especially like with that sort of it was almost like i got rope doped you know what i'm saying like we got rope doped they started with summer and then stepped into fucking rapture bro when he was like two i was like oh, it's really fucking happening yeah they're like oh. i'm not even like a saturday night wrist guy like that like I mean, I kind of am now because I'm not going to I'm not going to lie for however many days it's been since the show. I've been walking around, but like, you oh, yeah. that's been me. A rapture dog, dude. I mean, that. Yeah, that drum, that drum roll hit. And I was like, oh, shit. And like Chino was going hard on it, man. Hard. Like, he was putting in and like I remember telling you, too, like. Cause you know, there's that hard section, but then it was like, all right, bro, it's time to dance. I was like, oh, I love that. I I really love that part about um, the performance too, because it has that dichotomy in that song like that. And I also couldn't tell like what the audience response to it was like, I couldn't tell how they were feeling it. I don't know because I was super drunk or because I was, you know, we were just just in, it was just like fully felt like, even though, you know, we weren't like up close or anything, but I felt like I was in a room with Deftones and they were playing Rapture for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just that you were like, it was, and then, and then they fucking debut error. By the way, Rapture uh, hadn't been played since 2009 so they literally waited 13 years to bring that back 2009 was the last time they played rapture according to setlist wow crazy and uh, they went into error and then they went into error and then i was surprised i was surprised i mean I guess I just expected it again, like more of the familiar shit before they started pulling out. Like they just dove into, but that's sort of like, I've been telling people like when, when, when Rapture played, we, I, we, all bets were off. Like we knew that was it. Like, anything, I just didn't know that it was like that. Anything was on the table at that point. 
And Dude. Error was so like I'm really glad that they chose that song of the new songs or one of, as one of the new songs to to debut. Like because the end is just so I've said it before. It's like a kaleidoscope of sound, and so to be able to like hear Steph play it and hear Chino sing it and. Dude, that's vintage Abe on drums. That the end of uh, error. Those rolls was like that. That's that's Abe. That's just yeah. Abe. Yeah. And I fucking knew they were gonna play it, man. Like I was like, they're gonna play that shit live because of the just the dynamic of that song. I'm like, it's just gonna be so good live. Um, one note, and I could be tripping on this, but like I noticed that Abe was playing a different snare on um on the Ohm songs. Really? Like the snare didn't almost didn't have as much of a pop. I could be tripping, but like I noticed that. I was like, oh, and I know he likes to fuck with snare, so like I could be interesting. Tripping. I'm excited. I'm so I, I really wanna I, I I wish I'd had the opportunity to watch the show again before we got into it but oh and uh one of the patio slave dudes filmed it from the front row and he got all the way to the front and filmed the whole show so shout out to the patio slave i gotta i'm I'm really excited i want to watch his feed check that out shit okay so after they did error this was low-key like the highlight of the night for me as far as the set well i mean needles of pins is probably like crazy shit for me but um mine is blindfold god just jumping like i you know that song the the adrenaline stuff really all of it is like it's comfort food but it's not the kind of comfort food that you like you're like oh this is a warm hug on my tummy it's that shit that makes you jump (laughs) you know what i'm saying like and when minus blindfold came on bro i was Chino's practically rapping, bro. He is. He is. He is. He is. I know. And that's, that's that's part of it for me, for sure. What is everything about that song? Uh, first time since 2017 they played Minus Blindfold. Um, the next song, bro, I didn't even know what was going on when they started playing 976 Evil. I was like, what? I was in this just state of shock and disbelief. When, so when I heard Minus Blindfold, I'm, not, I'm not glad they picked that song, but I thought they were just going to revert back to, okay, we're going to keep it safe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh, okay, cool, let's play some old stuff. Like, let's play, like, another yeah. genre song. Play, play board right now or whatever, yeah. But, uh, nah, fam. <laughs> Nine, seven, oh, dude, that warmed my heart. I was... I was longing for my wife at that point. When I remember <laughs> you. I remember looking at you and us both being for, first, like without color, like we were both pale, like we were both just aghast, like, is yeah. this happening? But I remember you being like clutching your chest, like, I think you were on the verge of tears. You probably cried a little bit. Don't lie. You did. You know, I almost did, man. But like, I bet I did. I bet I teared up a little bit. I was pretty lit. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, yeah, that one hit, dude. It's just so nice to hear and so refreshing. I love that song, man. And not getting a lot of notes as far as I've seen since the performances, like on social media, um, because it was not the live debut, although it really was the first time they've played it in like a show. Because that 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 the time that they played it was like that uh, 
the time that they played Diamond Eyes all the way through, and it's when it when it dropped it was like it in Dallas, I think. Um, so it was the for all intents and purposes a live debut. I think you know what I mean. Like certainly they'd never played it at a at a festival or I don't I don't want it was one of a kind. I don't want to digress, but like. I never really gave it too much thought and I never looked into it, but like, damn man, to play a whole album through live when it first came out, what made them want to do that? Not that that's a bad thing, but that's an interesting topic for another day. That is a great question. That is a great question. I bet somebody has the answer to that question. Vesnik and and I talked about that show a little bit. Um, uh, I think for the DS special that that we did last year. Um, But uh yeah that's a pandemic type of move you know oh let's play it live like because everyone's on lockdown right and i think a lot of people were really hoping for that for pony a lot of people were really hoping that that was going to happen for pony because it was 20 it was 20 in 2020 and everyone was like play it play it but not easy not easy not deftones deftones but yeah yeah um one of a kind experience 976 evil live man that was like and that was from there on out, like they could have done the same old, same old. Yeah. Like for the rest of the night. A good amount at that point. <laughs> and they did uh jump into rocket skates, which I guess is sort of I mean it's a it's a staple. It's a staple. I yeah. I sort of feel like rocket skates didn't have the same energy for me because like or maybe I didn't have the same energy for rocket skates because I was just so winded. I was like, bro, we just hurt. If y'all did anybody else check the last three songs? Like my heart's still recovering. Like, this shit. I was like I'm not ready for the guns and the razors and the knives yet. <laughs> yeah, we were pretty low key on the guns and the razors and the knives, right? For real, we like, banging, but no. we were acknowledging. <laughs> it was. We were it was not. It the 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 experience was was still we were still riding high i think we we're still like bopping and jamming and excited and everything but i mean bro when they when they kicked in the needles and pants it was like the the that thing that was sort of absent for me like that engagement that that mental like okay come back come back to earth you know what i'm saying and and this is something that i've mentioned to a couple of uh, folks as well um and it sort of, I think, was triggered by like rapture by the the fact that those they started playing these songs that they don't play. I didn't know what was gonna happen, bro. I really didn't know. And that's so yeah. un like with a Deftones show, you sort of understand. You have you go into it if you've been to enough. Like you know, like all right, now this is the part where they slow it down, or this is the part <laughs> where they pick it up. You, you know what I'm saying? Pattern. You There's know the rhythm. Yeah, you yeah. know the pattern. Yeah. Not here. No, not that Saturday night, not that Saturday night in San Diego. That oh. shit when they hit needles and pins, dog. I think you looked at me and you were like, "I th- I feel like you shook me." You were like, "Dude, <laughs> do you, do those?" And I was like, "I just, I still, I still don't have words. I still don't have words." Andy was saying because Andy got up front, like he got like yeah. really fucking close. He, he yeah. Time. Because he disappeared early. He must have got up front because he was gone. He was holding that spot. I remember he straight up told me that, man, I'm getting close. Fuck this. And then that was the last time I saw him. That was it. Hey, respect that. But like he was telling me, 
or he mentioned that as soon as he saw the bass come out mm. and it got handed to Steph, he's like, oh, it's coming. Like, it's fucking needles. Like, <laughs> I'm sort of glad that I that we were where we were so that I didn't identify those sorts of things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I wasn't looking for it. I was thinking about, do I have much, you know, booze? Is my Where's my weed? You know what I mean? Like, I was thinking about those things. Because it was rocket skates, and it was like, yeah, guns, razors, knives. All right, now's the time where I need to really check myself. Come back, get back in my body. That fucking that musical note when it hit, like, oh shit, unbelievable. And it was the first time since 2015 that Needles and Pins was played. Needles and Pins, by the way, um, I. I love running through some of these music stats uh, that Setlist um, provides. So uh, with Needles and Pins, the only self-titled song that night, Needles and Pins has been played 48 times live. They played it on the uh, self-titled tour for sure. So they probably played it the whole time. The most of that, yeah, that they played it 23 times in, um, in or no, in the self-titled tour, they played it 11 times. Oh, shit. 11 times in 2003. And actually, you know what? They played it a bunch in 2010. They played it 23 times in 2010, but it's not on my set list. I think I might have seen that's, it on 11. Yeah, that's fucking interesting, man. That's like basically they're touring on um, Koi, right? In 2010, that was Diamondized tour. Diamondized, excuse me. Yeah. Um, shit. 2015, though, they did play it uh, nine times. Um, and then like single digits from there. Uh, three times in 2009, once in 04, and then one time in 2022. Damn. Just wow. fucking insane. Um, and then, oh, Rapture. Rapture was one that I wanted to look up the stats for because Rapture has not been played uh, very many times. Can you can you tell me, what, what, what would you guess is the number of times Rapture has been played live? <laughs> I mean, I'll give you an, oh, uh, I'd say under 20 times for sure. That is correct. 17 times. <laughs> Bro, you've seen Rapture. One of the 17 times that they played, they played it 11 times in 2006. Okay. Four times in 2007 and once in 2009. And that was it. That was the last time they played it. Dude, I want to say it. They played it at the Virgin Megastore signing that I went to. Sick. Fuck. And that was like when the album came out. I think, pretty sure I played it that day. Well, and and it was played, um, as we noted, um, before the album came out. It was a lot of people's introduction to, I know they played it in Minneapolis um, prior to the album release, but just wild, like wild, wild to think about a song like that. This, This album now that has so much like, mystique and everything about it and then they bring out these songs from it's like incredible just just incredible so from there um they debuted goon squad <laughs> this is okay. crazy. so i'm just gonna say this right now out of all the songs they played that you know that we weren't expecting or hoping or whatever you want to call it 
that fucking song went hard. Like yeah, that really was did. the one that like you guys should play this all the time. <laughs> it really did. It really did. The that the the build up at the beginning to when yeah. it hits and the way it soars. I'm not a goon squad guy. Like I'm I don't hate or dislike Goon Squad. I like Goon Squad. I like every Deftone song. They're all great. But it's not like one that I'm like, oh, let me go listen to Goon Squad. I didn't get the merch for Goon Squad. That's basically. what I was just going to say. You yeah. and I, we, we both talked about this. Like, I'm not a Goon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might be a bit a little bit, but I'm not a Goon. Um, man, that shit was great. I got a whole new level yeah. of appreciation and fondness for fucking Goon Squad. That shit was the and I guess I'm not really too technical with it, but like you know, there's that main riff, and then in the latter part of the song, when like that main riff goes into like a lower note, I don't know for some reason that stood out to me because I was like, God damn, this shit is so fucking good live. Like it's something that just occurred to me. Um, I apologize because it's not about it's not about Goon Squad. It's actually about Needles and Pins. Lance, bro. That motherfucker oh, screaming shit. his ass off, dog. We have to He's screaming. He's screaming like that shit. Chi would be proud. Yo, he tapped into Chi. Um, once again, that whole vibe going on that day. And like, it was just, I, I truly believe Chi was there, bro. Like, Word. I'm not even being cheesy. I'm not being like nothing. I believe in that. He was there because that fucking scream. That was it. Oh, chef's kiss, bro. Shout out to fucking Lance, man. That it was, it was, yeah, yeah. That was special. That was like that. That that brought me back. That brought me back. I mean, it was so seamless too. Like obviously, we're used to listening to the record. It's not until you mentioned it, I was like, yeah, no fucking shit. That was like, it's to the T, man. Like to the T. I would even go so far as to think that there is a likelihood now. That returns those songs with the cheese screams return to a more frequent rotation, uh, especially as they are gonna, I guess, play the new metal festivals or whatever oh, kind of other sick. shit that they're gonna do. Hey, are you dropping 300 on the ticket for that? You know what, man? If it means seeing Chino play Bender with Seven Dust, maybe. Do that. I wish in one hand, bro. Wish in one. There is no chance. I feel like I feel like didn't he do a song with Cold Chamber? Did he don't Or did or did Dez do a song? I feel like they did a collab or something. I feel like there's some other like things that are maybe more with who with Chino and, and Cold Chamber? Yeah, like there's a greater likelihood of, I guess. Corn and Deftones doing Wicked or yeah. like Chino jumping out for a system tune again or something along. It would be weird to see like an Incubus crossover. I feel like those things are more on the table than a. I don't think oh. Chino gives a fuck about Seven Duster Bender. That's like, bro, I'm just gonna put it Bender, that bro. That's like one of like that's like Chino peak man. Like vocal wise for me, like I know like. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why I don't think Chino's gonna do it. I, I I don't mean to dominate like this, but I'm gonna tell you why I think Chino's not gonna do it. Chino is the best part of that song. 
dude, the rest of that song is not good enough for Chino. (laughs) It's just not. And I love Seven Dust. And and I'm gonna tell you this too. I don't think Seven Dust is this is gonna be shitty. Uh, I think I think Morgan Rose plays to a a backing track now. I don't think he sings like because and he screams. You know, he does his obnoxious scream thing, which sucks because especially because Lejean is like an all-time great singer why the fuck would they even put a microphone in front of morgan i don't know it makes me it it, it bothers me um, <laughs> but i just don't I, th- I think that like for for reasons i don't i don't think chino's trying to go back to that place oh bro it's I, just i don't think that hook bro with chino man it's just like that's that's i'm telling you that's peak chino man but um i know i was saying that that's the best like you think it's the best collab dude i mean i always go to that song and i'm just like god damn this is still good what's your best chino collab really quick man that's a great question i feel like the recency bias is getting me i kind of like that trippy red song a lot Um, that's a really good one yeah i think that one is great and then he just did that track with polyphia i don't know if you've heard that yet uh, it's like it just it came out the same day uh vivian came out so it's it's hella new um and polyphia is an is a band that like it's all about this musicality and like how many notes can we pack into like they're doing but and it's like a whole bunch of different styles together like there's hip-hop there's there's metal it's like prog everything and chino is brilliant on the song like he's just he's just he's he's producing it so i've said this uh, i said this on the episode with jeff like he's just putting out music at such a high quality level right now that for me that stuff is superseding i think some of the the earlier features or or, or collabs or whatever got a really good ear man it's got a really know. good ear for music I don't, I don't know if that's the case i'm just a fucking deaf to unsnared Oh no! I'm saying like uh, Chino's got. Oh, Chino's got it here. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, you're great too. <laughs> yeah, why would you great too? I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're right. No, I think that's on point. Like, I think that's that's like his ability to shape shift almost or to meld into whatever is working. It's yeah, it's it's singular for sure. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. Stacking Benjamins with Joe and his good friend OG not only has great financial insight, it's laid back with humor too. The quiet luxury trend is out and loud budgeting is in. Are we tired of the pet names? Yeah, because I'm loud and obnoxious, so this fits right in with me. I'm like, yes, finally budgeting for me. (laughs) I get to walk into a restaurant and go, I'm cheap as hell and you're not getting a tip. Live from Doug's Budget. (laughs) Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. So after Goon Squad, which was insane, they played Swerve City. I think I was still a little too like blown away by Goon Squad. But I, I I do remember them playing Swerve City. Like I remember like bouncing and jumping and being like stoked on it. 
I remember liking the pace again. Uh, we, we spoke about this at the Milwaukee show, like having someone else play guitar rather than Chino doing Word. double duties. Like the pace just is, is better and like just more to the record. And it sounds great. Yeah, it's good. Um, Setlist FM noted that prior to uh, Be Quiet and Drive, which was the next song, um, there was an impromptu uh, singing of We've Only Just Begun by the Carpenters, which I remember, and it was cute, but it's, I don't know, sort of silly that they even mentioned it here. Uh, and then they played Lotion, which was definitely a highlight for me in Milwaukee. Um, I'm super stoked to hear it again. Still just... It was nice to hear it again, yeah. Hell still yeah. just... I felt like, though, at this point, like, I was like, what else are they going to do? You know what I mean? Like, I was like, okay, this is familiar, but now I kind of feel like I'm expecting them to do some wild shit. Yeah. And then they played fucking Cherry Waves. Oh, man. That was really sweet to hear, too, man. That was another one that was like a heart warmer, for sure. The waves on the screens, the red yeah. lights. So like a female just kind of floating highlight for <laughs> sure well, like what it was so good it was like so romantically good. romantically drowning yeah the <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then a few minutes later that later they played digital bath and electrocuted her ass um no but uh cherry waves um a song that's been played a lot but um not since it looks like 2018 and that was only once. 15, they played it once. 14, they played it once. Uh, 17, four times. 13, twice. I mean, they they last played it heavily, like on the Saturday Night Wrist tours. So in 06, 07 was when it was getting love. And then they, it looks like they played, a, played it a couple dozen times in 2011. So for all intents and purposes, they really hadn't played it with any sort of regularity since too far. 2011 jesus i mean that's wild to me that they even played it in 2017 like you never would have guessed and when you talk to people especially i feel like people who are fans of saturday night wrist which i feel like is an increasing number of fans especially the younger fans the the 30 um and and younger fans that's their song bro that's the yeah. one that's they they're like saturday night wrist cherry waves and were those were those dudes uh was the uh the dude um who was the alternate in the Weinstein case how old do you think they were they were under 30 huh oh they were, yeah. yeah they were under 30 max 32 i don't know like they were young they were hella young um definitely not Weinstein's peers <laughs> definitely, definitely not a jury of his peers but yeah like incredible just like I, like I told you, I've been singing that shit for for days, <laughs> for days now. Uh, um, so then again, it had been a while. They played RX Queen right after Ooh. Cherry Waves. Finally got to see that song live. I've never seen that song live. Oh really? Word. I don't. Yeah. I would. I, I should. I should have done an inventory of the songs that I had and hadn't. Um, I feel like I'd seen RX Queen live before, but it. So I mean, do you have a list a of all the songs you've seen? No. You no. I was going to say, I was like, oh shit, bro. Like, you have all the songs. I want, I want to make that list. I really do. I want to make that list. I just have kids and so I don't have time to do shit like that. <laughs> um, but uh, 
Um, I mean, they beat that shit up in 2006. That was the last time they really played it heavy, which it's is sort of us, right with that drum street drum core. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. exactly right. Exactly. That was, right. that was probably when I saw him. Yeah, I was pissed. I didn't go to that. I mean, I didn't want to go to that show just because I wasn't into the other bands, but I was kind of upset because I was like, God damn it, they played that fucking song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then um, it sounded, I mean, it sounded great. It was really, uh, to that point, too, the only pony song. Yeah. And, and one of only, well, they played four. Um, but yeah, like the first pony song, 13 songs in. Kind of crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, they really challenged themselves, I think, you know, and I'm not gonna like I love them and you know, and there are things like, you know, that sounded a little off. I think they experienced like some like issues, some sound issues, because he did leave the stage for like a couple minutes, right? Oh yeah, he did, huh? Then he had to take a shit or something, but like it's all good. Like, I don't know. Go somebody scratch his belly for a minute. <laughs> but like, yeah, there's like times where like you hear something like, ooh, but it's just it's that energy and that and just the excitement of seeing these songs live, man. It's like none of that little shit mattered really at that point. <laughs> truly, truly. Yeah. If, if you were nicking pits, picking nits, you were not in the moment. You were not enjoying yeah the the celebration you know yeah. um and facts. and rx queen yeah, facts <laughs> facts up emoji um rx queen in a digital bath which was great um in this in the ceremony live debut ceremony uh as soon as he kicked in on that too i think i grabbed your shoulder i was like you called it <laughs> so stoked i mean they named a goddamn beer out of this. they, they should have played all the beer songs they should have just had like a string Hear the beer songs. Good morning, beautiful. We didn't hear. We didn't Belching, hear all the the Belching, Belching Beaver set. San Diego. Right. Yeah. By the way, Belching Beaver did not make enough of that Dia beer for that night because motherfuckers <laughs> went through that shit before Turnstile went on stage. You could not get a Dia. You could not get the Mexican lager. Like by the time Turnstile hit the stage, I went to the um, I went to the little bar, and that was great too because they had little. Um, stations throughout the park where you could buy beer or liquor. Um, and I, there was a, an older gal that I went to, uh, one of the vendors, and she was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, you got any Dia beer left? And she was like, the Def Leppard beer? I was like, bitch, you're fired. Get out. <laughs> Def Leppard beer. Oh, boy. She probably had a couple of those Dias. <laughs> Damn. Oh boy. That's funny. That's Steph Leopard. I would always see them when I would go look into like you know the record store and look for Deftone stuff. Always Def Leopard right there. Like I don't want that shit. I'm not looking for that shit. <laughs> um so yeah, ceremony, live debut. They go off stage, come back to Genesis, which felt sort of weird in the for the encore. Um I don't know. I was like, I guess my expectations of it being the first song were it was still wonderful to hear and great. It was that snare, man. I'm telling you, I, I, I felt it different than when we saw it in Milwaukee, but we were also farther. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the rail, so 
big difference out of that now. Um, and then uh, change, of course, uh, and then finished with with back to school, which was really surprising uh, to, to have that be the the closer. They've done that before, I feel. That has been the words where, where they've closed the show with back to school. I feel like they have because I remember seeing something and I was like, really? This song it closed and I just can't. I feel like you were like that that night too. I feel like you were like, really? No, there's got to be another one. <laughs> like, motherfucker, we gave you all this shit. You're, we're done. <laughs> that's 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 that idea of feeling like, ah, I feel like you guys could play for another half hour, 45 minutes. Just keep going. And you're like, ah, shit, bro. This is the last one. But back to school was kind of, I, I also sort of feel like there is an awareness within the band of the like desire and, and love uh, uh, for pink maggot. And they're just not going to do it. I, I don't, I don't mean to be that dude, but I just don't see like, it doesn't, it doesn't fit anywhere in a set list. Like, you know, like where, where do they, where do they put that song? It's, it doesn't, it's really hard to imagine that within the context of a performance um, with, you know, where everybody's jumping and running around and dancing and all of that. And then they're going to play pink maggot when they could play back to school and sort of give you the, you know, the, 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 the rap rock version of it. <laughs> it's, I, I hate to be that guy, but I just sort of feel like it's, it was um, like an acknowledgement of like yeah we know you want it but this is what you're gonna get so then what you're saying is that i get a point for calling pink maggot yes yes you get a point. so yes. i'm tied with Andy. and i got oh, eight that oh you did get nine. eight i got eight yeah. and he did that shit he was like i know the tunings so that's how i'm guessing that. i know i was like fuck this guy's this work. cheating ass musician no uh that's that but that's yes you can you definitely get so now everybody has to S E or D the next time we go to SD. <laughs> that's the um, You know, the thing with Pink Maggot, that's the type of song you play when you don't have a lot of songs to play live. And Deftones have a shitload of songs to play live. And it's hard to fit something like that in for sure. Wishful yeah. thinking on my part, but like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, they didn't touch gore. I was hoping they would, man. I don't like fuck y'all motherfuckers that don't like yeah. it. Here's acid hologram. <laughs> yeah, here's acid hologram. I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm, I guarantee you there are um as many people who would have been like, I don't know what this is if they'd have played acid hologram as they probably had when they were like, there's nine seven six evil. You know, I bet there were mad people who were like, brand new, oh turnstiles playing. Let's get a ticket. You know what I mean? Uh and that's okay. You know what I mean? That's you don't have to know all the songs or whatever. But I bet fans who who also love gore would have been just as stoked. I don't know. You can't really poke holes in this set though either. Like I'm not I'm not trying to be like I wish I would have heard gore instead of. You know what I mean? Like fuck no. Like this all of this is this was perfect. Is, I wouldn't change a thing. All right, that's it for our recap of the third annual Dia de los Deftones. Huge thanks to my brother Miguel Sanchez for kicking it with me here. And an even bigger thanks to our wives for giving us the time to kick it and talk about our favorite band. Uh, let's hope it's more than speculation that Deftones will be heading into the studio soon, right? I mean, I, I truly 
cannot wait to hear what they're going to do next. My name is Woody. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Woodbra. If you would like to reach me, that is also the best way to stay up to date on this podcast. Otherwise, uh, like, subscribe, tell a friend. And if you have a good story about Deftones, hit me up. I'd love to hear it. Until next time, thank you for listening to Deftones. And thank you for listening to Change in the House of Pods. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.